Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Hold My Purse Podcast, The Rag Girl's Guide to Living a Fierce Life. I'm your host, Megs Gelfgat. Today, episode 11 is dropping with Callie Kelsey coming to us from California. She's the founder of Skate Rising, as well as she just is part of this amazing adventure surfing skating family that I can't wait to share her story with you guys. If you check the show notes, you can find the donation link for her nonprofit along with a promo video. Kind of tells more about what they're doing out there in California and how you can help just bring awareness to it. You can donate, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, you can find Callie and her family at The Kelsays on Instagram as well as Skate Rising. You can find me, your host Megs, at Hustle and Lift on Instagram as well as our skate community at Keep Her Wild HQ. We love connecting with you guys outside of the show. So part of the way that you can do that is roll in with a DM, send us an email, check out the website, keeperwildhq.com. We love hearing from you guys. We can't wait to share Callie's story with you. Be sure to check the show notes. With that, Callie Kelsey. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Hold My Purse Podcast, The Rad Girl's Guide to Living a Fierce Life. I found myself a Callie lady boss whose name is also Callie. So it's a twofer. We're getting a twofer. We got Callie Kelsey on today. Not only is she part of a skate surf adventure family, which I'm so stoked for you guys to hear about. Uh, she's got a sick bowl in her backyard and she's doing a really amazing thing with young girls in skate and empowerment and, uh, and a really cool nonprofit that I'm excited to hear more about skate rising. So hello, Callie. Hi, thank you for having me today. Yeah, we're so excited uh, to have you on. We're going to be seeing Callie and the rest of the crew in California here in a few weeks. Um, so this is really just the beginning and intro of getting to know her and you guys getting to see a little bit of the behind the scenes of the projects that she's working on and how she's making a difference in the skate world. Um, so before we talk about Skate Rising, which is her amazing nonprofit, let's get to know Callie a little bit. So for those who are unfamiliar, like I said, they are an amazing skate surf adventure family, um, but that's a little ambiguous. So I'm going to let her tell her story and how they got into surfing and skating and her amazingly athletic kids. Every time I see them skating, I'm like, okay, go ahead, Dad, go ahead. <laughs> so Kelly, tell us about your amazing family. Yeah, well, I grew up here in what I want to say is a small beach town, but it's not very small. It's called Encinitas in Southern California. And I grew up going to the beach all the time. My dad still, you know, as a grandpa is surfing six days a week. And as I told you a little bit earlier, we just got back from a, a trip to Baja where, you know, we're off in the middle of nowhere um, going over sand dunes for 45 minutes to try to get to the fun surf spots for the adults and for the kids and, and doing all the adventures out there. But I think that part of the, the surf culture has always been part of my family. And then, um, after I met my husband, Matthew, and we started to have kids, we definitely wanted to implement that into our lives as well. So we would bring the girls out to the beach every Saturday morning, and the dads would get in the water and push them into waves. And the more that I had you know, friends around with little girls, I'm like, hey, let's just go and let's just call it dads and daughters surf days. So we'd go down to Cardiff Reef, which is my happy place, where I was two years old, bald, tan-headed baby, <laughs> hanging out in the tiny little waves. Um, but um, we would just get all the families down there and just have a really fun morning getting those little girls out in the water. And then once it started getting a little bit colder and the, 
my husband started working more. I had, you know, a brand new newborn and a two-year-old on my hip and realized, okay, I don't think I'm going to be able to be pushing the kids into waves with my two little ones too. So with four kids, you just kind of have to figure it out. And, you know, sometimes we'd go out with my dad, but really I was, I started looking for something else that we could get into that was relatively inexpensive and fun, as well as something that we could essentially do as an entire family. And skateboarding came to mind. The first time I brought that up to my husband and my parents, they were kind of like, wait, what? Uh, are you sure you want your girls to be doing that? They could break bones. You know, they had some, some concerns that um, being as I'd like to say um, strong-willed in a certain way as I am, I thought, no, this is, this is similar to surfing, but different. And it's something that I think we would have a lot of fun doing. So my husband went on a surf trip and while I was gone, I brought the girls down to the local skate shop called McGill's and we got them dialed in with skateboards and, and helmets and pads. I also got a plain skate deck for my husband and put all the kids' footprints on it so that when he got home from the surf trip and saw that, you know, the girls were going to try skateboarding that, you know, he could essentially get involved too. It was one of the best decisions, you know, I've ever made just based on the fact that what I've seen come from it that I could have never imagined would be the case. So that's essentially how we first got skateboards, how we first, you know, started getting into it was, was that process. But it was once I got my girls to the skate park, Encinitas Skate Plaza, it was like relatively new here in Encinitas. Um, I brought them there maybe at like five or six at night and it was, you know, fall time. So it was starting to get a little bit dark. There's a lot of teenage boys that are there. And my eight-year-old, Aubrey, at the time, she was eight, um, she looked at the skate park and she kind of looked intimidated. And she, you could tell she felt a little bit nervous. And she's like, Mom, I don't, I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous about going and skating. And I just kind of looked at her and I said, well, this is what skateboarding looks like. So if it's something that you want to try, this is what it's going to look like no matter where you're doing it. Yep. So, you know, it's up to you, but, you know, why not? And essentially, you could tell that, I mean, for anyone that has children, they've seen the thought process going on in their heads of like, oh, okay, should I? Should I not? What, what should I do? Yeah. And then you see like the, okay, I'm just going for it. And she stomps her, her board down and she just starts pushing across like right through this group of teenage boys, which now I realize was not the safest. Now I, <laughs> I've given board tools and education on like skate park etiquette. But at the time, that was definitely such um, an empowering moment, I think, for her and for me as well to see that thought process and her just going for it anyways, even though she was afraid. And then Kira, my, my second daughter at the time, she was six. She was just like, okay, why not? And she just jumps on her board and starts pushing along next to her sister. So that, that's the beginning of, of essentially everything that's, that's come to be. So as they were learning and having these like awesome beginner moments at the skate park, where were you in the skate journey? Like at this point, did you have a skateboard as well? No, no. I, I know that I grew up in, you know, kind of a surf lifestyle, but growing up, I was a cheerleader and a gymnast. So I really, I mean, maybe I had a longboard at one point and cruised down the street and then back up, but but I definitely was not into the skate world. I did hang out with some of the skater boys growing up. So I 
you know, we'd go behind Vaughn's and I'd, I'd watch them try to learn their tricks and it was super fun. But at this point, I wasn't even thinking about me getting into skateboarding at all, just based on, once again, like having a baby strapped to my chest and one on my hip and the, the you know, safety issues that can come with essentially that too. Yeah. So when did that switch kind of get flipped for you? Where you're like, ah, I do want to check this out. You know, that was relatively recently, maybe like six to eight months ago. It was a couple of years into my girls skateboarding and seeing all the positive life lessons that came with that. And then having my younger two grow up more that I felt like I had finally gotten to a point at which I could feel comfortable skateboarding and have them playing, you know, close to me and it would, it would be okay. And I would be safe. They would be safe because, uh, you know, if you bring little ones to the skate park and, and you don't know what you're doing, it can be a dangerous place, but, but bringing them and knowing, you know, what you're doing or how to, you know, plan out the best and safest scenario, it really does make the difference. And now that the little ones are skateboarding as well, we, we literally all can go as a family and, and do it. So you have kind of the girls that are getting into it. They're getting traction. They're going, it sounds like pretty regularly. Um, so how did we get from there to now you having this badass skate bowl in your backyard? What's the, what, where's the in-between from that? And so for those of you who are unfamiliar, again, make sure that you check out the show notes because we're going to link up all of Callie's information so you can see it. But there, you know, her her family is known for this really amazing giant bowl that's in their backyard. <laughs> yes, the Ohana bowl. The Ohana bowl was was literally. <laughs> I don't even know how all of this happened. I mean, I do, but I don't. It still feels like a whirlwind to me. Um, you know, the girls just they started skateboarding more. I signed them up for skate lessons at the YMCA because I knew that there were things that I didn't know how to teach them, even if I was watching YouTube videos, but also um, just that safety aspect and learning things that I just, I just don't know. Um, and the young men at, this, at the YMCA also were a main reason that we really stuck with skateboarding because seeing these um, young 20-year-old boys, you know, that people sometimes would look at as, you know, troublemakers, which are not, it's not the case at all. It's just a judgment that doesn't need to happen. Um, they were the ones that would be there next to my girls, helping them up when they fought, they fell, and then talking to them about that process and how important it is and things that it hadn't even really clicked for me yet. And so seeing those lessons being, you know, supported into my own girls with, you know, the, the pushing through fear that happens all the time in skateboarding, the falling and getting back up, the resilience that is built within and through skateboarding is just that I have not found anything else like it. Surfing, you need the water, you know, snowboarding, you need the snow, skateboarding, you need that piece of wood. And in my perspective, a helmet and pads, but you know, to each their own. <laughs> but it, skateboarding is one of the easiest ways to learn some very important life lessons and it's not that expensive to do. So it can be something for anyone, even if you don't stick with it, just learning and knowing that you can just because you tried, I think in itself is such a powerful, empowering tool. But so back to your, your thought about the Ohanable, through this process of a couple of years of my girls skateboarding and seeing these life lessons come through, we, um, I just really thought everybody needs this. Everybody needs 
this. All of these young girls, I wish that at, at six years old, I had had someone, you know, get me into, into this so that I could learn those lessons that now at, you know, 34 years old, I'm learning through my children, or I guess I was younger, but, um, so, you know, that was when the, the start of skate rising started to happen or the thought of having like an, an all girls skate day because there, I was never seeing girls at the skate park. Um, when my girls were there, it was all, you know, teenage boys for the most part. So as, as that perspective of skate rising was kind of coming up, but more just as a girl skate day, we were also thinking it'd be really fun to like have a safe place at our own home where people could come and essentially create a, a solid foundation or a love, you know, of skateboarding in a safe and positive place that, you know, we do have control of. If we have some boys over and they're using, you know, negative language, I'm able to say, hey, you guys, we love having you here. Just so you know, at our home, it's our rules. And, you know, unless you're supporting one another and encouraging each other, you know, it's, it's better to not be here. You're welcome to go to the skate park. But otherwise, if you're ready to, you know, change that and cheer each other on and help each other up, stay. We love it. We love it when people are here. So we just wanted to create a safe and positive environment, but we didn't know exactly how. So we, we bought a mini ramp on Craigslist and we started with that. And after we had the mini ramp here and we had so much fun with it and so many people started coming over and we started getting our own young girls or young friends that were girls into skateboarding just so we had friends to skate with and because they're awesome. Um, my husband and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, we should build something bigger. But it was also a, but I really think a yurt, like an artsy yurt would be cool here too. <laughs> <laughs> So like, it was this back and forth of like, what do we do? Because I would love to have this like artsy, cool place, but it'd be really fun to build something bigger that, you know, kids could be, you know, kids could be learning on as far as our own children. And it would be fun for anyone at any level and any, you know, any ability level. So we had our friend Aaron Astorga come over, who's one of the most talented people I know. He judges surf competitions, skate competitions. And he's a builder as well. He had him come over before he was our friend, as well as a couple other people, and just said, here's the space we have. What, what would you do with it if you could do anything? And he was the only one that you could see that light in his eyes, that creativity that also comes through, through skateboarding, I think. Um, but that artsy creative eye where he's like, oh, I would, I would scale this back, you know, cut the deck in half and move this palm tree and this palm tree and put this palm tree and, you know, build this, this structure. And Matt and I just kind of looked at each other and we're like, go for it. All right, let's do this. Let's just see what happens. And, you know, that also is one of the biggest blessings that's come in our lives is having a skateboarding bowl in our backyard because of the, uh, the, the community that's come together from all over the world and the benefits that not only my children have had through, you know, these relationships that have been built in multiple countries, but also the the opportunities that we've had, like inviting kids over that may have a little bit harder time learning to skateboard, um, whether it's been from brain trauma or other things that aren't related to skateboarding, but inviting them over to teach them how to skate and having that one-on-one -on -one time and turning it into service opportunities. So the Ohanable really is, you know, what it, what it says, you know, it's family and 
and our community that's like family just coming together and you know having fun and encouraging one another yeah I mean, it's it's really kind of become almost like this skate ministry right that you guys have where it's just leaning in with such positivity when you know and i think that it, this is probably rooted in for sure some truth and hopefully it's not the standard but a lot of times at a skate park it can be um it can be savage there right especially if you're you're learning it and isn't you know depending on who's there may not be the most positive and uplifting environment especially if you're just learning and you know everybody else is very advanced and, and you can be seen as being in the way maybe yeah. right like mm -hmm. i think of little yeah. scooter kids getting run over <laughs> you know like yeah. that, kind of, that kind of vibe um and so whether it's in skateboarding or just anything that you're learning the more that you can have people that are encouraging you to like fail right like like fall forward and let's get back up and, and like you said kind of enduring well and, and finding a way through man i just think that that's such a blessing to so many people and you know when uh callie and i kind of first met through uh this beautiful instagram skate network of people and that was the very first thing that stuck out to me as i as i saw the bowl and and just kind of saw this influx of people coming and going is that it's not just young girls. You have highly experienced and professional skaters just doing their thing there. You have, you know, little wildlings that are just learning and kind of everything in between. And so I would just like, I don't just want to say you're doing amazing things that are inspiring us over here in Ohio, you know, where, where you know, it's just, um, it's just so amazing to see the diversity and just kind of the unlocking of this global community that, you know, maybe it's always been there and it just, without social media, we just didn't see it as much, but you guys have just been really instrumental in seeing the possibilities of how a community can grow so quickly and how it can be like a really life-giving place. Um, so yeah, you guys are doing amazing things there. Oh, thank, well, first of all, thank you so much. But I have to say that every, every person that's come, you know, through our doors and every, you know, every new language we've gotten to hear or every you know person that stayed with us for for times it's been just as much a blessing for us because we've gotten to learn so much and our children have had the opportunity to to learn so much about different cultures and about different different ways of life and i think that i i touched on this you know when we talked uh, a couple weeks ago but um i really believe in the the way that uh, some people live in in Africa, they they follow this way of living called Ubuntu, and when that's translated into English, it means "I am because we are." But to go a little bit deeper to that, there's a story that goes with it, where an anthropologist goes to a little village in Africa and hides a big basket of fruit, and he gets all the children together, and he says, "Okay, you guys can go and find the fruit, and whoever finds it can have it," and then he leaves. And all of these village children stand up and they hold each other's hands and they search for the fruit throughout the village and they find the basket and they sit down and they enjoy it together. And when the anthropologist comes back to them, he says, well, why did, why did you guys go together when one of you could have had all of this to, their, to themselves, essentially? And the, the children of the village said, uh, Ubuntu how can one of us be happy when the rest of us are sad? And it's just the, the premise of, you know, the interconnection, the interconnectedness of humanity is there if we want to see it. The connections between all of us, 
whether we're skaters, whether we're not. I mean, we have BMX riders at our home too. My husband, I built him a BMX bike for, for Father's Day with one of our dear friends that's a professional BMX rider. But the, the thing is, is that that connectedness, it really is there and it's so needed. So having the opportunity to, to share that love and light with people that come through our door and then be able to receive their love and light as well has blessed our family beyond measure. So it's, yeah. it's been really cool to see. You guys are, you guys are the family standard out there. My goodness. It's so exciting. Um, <laughs> so, so tell me a little bit about now we have skate rising, um, and there, you know, some of the components of this, which we had touched on kind of when we were first finding out more about this nonprofit was this idea of giving people compassion and really serving opportunities while at the same time, like focusing on the steam building. Um, so tell me about how that started and now kind of how it's grown. Sure. So as I had mentioned earlier, my, my girls were getting into skateboarding more and I saw this need for more girls in the skate park. <coughs> Excuse me. And as, as I saw that need, I mean, you kind of either search to try to find something that also or already exists, you don't do anything, or you be that change and create what you see a need for. And I found Exposure Skate, which is um, a nonprofit that I actually now have partnered with for Skate Rising as the youth program of it. And we started volunteering for Exposure at the same time that I decided to do an all-girls skate day. And I'd reached out to the city of Encinitas and was going to do this full PowerPoint presentation with them, essentially to get their blessings on doing, you know, monthly events for girls just focused on, you know, skateboarding and, and having fun together. So after the first one, it went so well. We got 30 girls to the very first event. And some of them were professional skateboarders here in the community because there are a lot in Encinitas. And some of them were just uh, new to skateboarding altogether, but to see that that need just offering an opportunity to girls to come was there. Like there were so many girls that did show up. I was blown away. And it was after that point, you know, the entire time I had little baby chase six months old, like strapped to my stomach, but I was like out helping the girls skate and stuff. And it was just so, so fun. But after leaving that day, I kind of thought, okay, I have these little ones and I see, I see the need. Now I know, I know it's there because we just tried it and, and it's there. So what, what comes next? And a big part of our family is, is service and teaching that compassion to our, our children. And honestly, if there's two things that I want my kids to know in life or be like, it's, you know, to love yourself so that you can love others. So, you know, having that that confidence and compassion or that confidence that you can do anything you set your mind to and recognize the people around you. Make sure that you're seeing the, the people around you so that some of those things that you're doing are to support those in need as well. And that really is just ingrained in our, our kids. And it's been amazing to see in that way, but having the opportunity to put those two things together, the empowerment that comes through skateboarding and the compassion that is taught through, through giving young girls the opportunity to serve, seeing those things come together and the impact that it has had has been 
incredible. It's really cool to see. And, you know, girls, young girls are so impressionable. They're so impressionable. And with the level of bullying that happens, especially girl to girl bullying, the, and the things that can be said that are more on the emotional level, um, I, I have seen firsthand, and I can say this without a doubt, without having any like data to say, here you go. But by actually seeing it, I can tell you hands down that offering an opportunity and a place for girls to learn how to treat each other well and how to support one another as opposed to be jealous of what someone else can do and what you can't do. Having a place like that, it changes the dynamic of how girls are together. Mm -hmm. I've never once at a skate rising event seen girls get catty with each other or tearing each other down. There has been none of that. It has, it has just been love, support, and encouragement. The older girls are, are getting down to help the younger girls skate. And the older girls are helping me run the, the speaking portion of the events. And even this next Saturday, my oldest daughter, Aubrey, and her friend, Sophia, will be essentially running the event based on their own decisions, separate from Skate Rising, to um, hold a few bake sales here in the community, save that money so that they could build activity kits for children at the children's hospital. So they're going to be able to talk to the girls this Saturday about that, what it looked like, and, and have the girls at Skate Rising help build more kits. So I think it's just the opportunity when it's given, when you see a need and you fill that need, you see the impact that it can have all the way around. Yeah. You know, just from the, the confidence and the self-esteem side, um, just recently at our Keeper Wild events, we started getting um, more littles, you know, more and more four and five-year-olds um, because we, we had kind of just left it open to whoever. And the really interesting piece to me was seeing the moms of those little girls where they didn't come, I mean, kind of similar boat to when you first were, when your girls were first going, right? Like they have no interest in skating. And yet seeing that even as an adult, you know, like the same esteem and body confidence, like all of those things still are important and play a role that you can find through skateboarding and through longboarding. And, um, you know, the, this culture of, of women being catty and competitive with each other. And I think that really is exasperated or exacerbated um, by social media. And so to see whether it's a five-year-old girl or a 40-year-old woman, like really blossom in an important way and like set her up to thrive when she feels like accepted and when she feels um, like it's okay to to fail, you know, um, we talk so much about the social media piece and how like bullying ties into that. Um, but when you're just like fully accepted in this like beginner phase and encouraged to like lean into that newness and kind of being humbled and willing to learn and that lifelong student mentality where, as opposed to, I know everything and I'm going to, you know, like, it's just me and I'm going to figure this out and I'm a lone wolf. No, like we're, <laughs> we're like, we're, we're meant to be in a, in a community. And so I, I am just so excited to see that not only that Skate Rising is getting just amazing traction, um, but that it's like taking on this life outside of being on a board, right? Like helping out at the hospital and, and building um, activity kits for, for other kids in hospitals. Like you, 
girl, you just, your heart must be so full seeing how this thing is, is taken off and how it's really making, it's making a difference on and off a board. Like, yeah. It's, you know, I, like, like I said earlier with our own home and in our backyard, like that's been its, its own way of blessing us, you know, as well as supporting others in the community. And it's the same thing with skate rising. I cannot tell you how much impact it has on me to see these young girls, you know, ages four to 18, take on that, that power, take on that inner strength that we all need. And it doesn't matter what age you are, but my, my belief and my hope is that the younger that you know that you can, the younger that you know that you matter and that others do as well. Mm-hmm. And that awareness, like the younger that that happens, the less bullying there will be, the less negative impact. Like, you know, you have your talents and I have my talents and yours don't take away from mine and mine don't take away from yours. So when we support one another as opposed to tear down one another, that that only lifts everyone up, you know, and seeing that with these young girls who are so impressionable and don't have the same length of, you know, potentially negative experiences to jump off of or to continue thinking that way. I mean, that's, that's impactful seeing those girls take on a totally different way of thinking that's, that has always been there, but with the opportunity to follow it through, you know, skate rising events are, you know, we learn about a need in the community. We do a service project to help fill that need. And then we take part in skate, skate clinics that, you know, skateboarding is essentially the conduit into self-confidence and, and, you know, teaching that resilience and that, that core of how to be strong within ourselves, that inner strength and beauty that, that we need. It's just been really cool to see those girls and what, what has, has happened throughout the years that they've stuck, stuck through it, stuck with skateboarding and stuck with, you know, making a positive impact on their communities. Yeah. For those of you who are listening right now and you're like, skate rising is amazing. I need to be a part of this, even though I'm in New York or I'm in Florida. How can I help support Cali? Well, with nonprofits, there's a couple of things that you guys can do. So again, we're going to have in the show notes where you can find more from Cali and her family and specifically skate rising. Um, But really there's two biggest things. One, like just boosting awareness of this amazing nonprofit and, um, you know, going to the Instagram page, interacting with it, sharing it, telling other people about it. Um, Because even though you're in Florida, you can still help bring awareness to it. And that's like just so important. So one, we really encourage you to go check them out um, on Instagram. They have a Facebook page and um, there's also going to be secondarily a donation link. Um, and so we would love, love, love to just bless these guys and what they're doing. And, um, yeah, anything you guys can give five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever it all, I mean, as you can kind of hear it, it's all going to a really worthy cause. Um, and then kind of like as a third bonus that I would really encourage you guys to do is that even if you're not donating, there is in, in, when so much happens on social media, you know, don't underestimate that value of going and leaving a comment. And like I said, sharing it on your stories, because even just helping boost them in the algorithms, it's going to help more people there locally see it um, and just talk about it and 
So we're just excited to support you guys here in the coming months and get to know you guys better and see the behind the scenes of what you guys are doing. Um, how are some other ways that people can support you, even if they're not there in California? Well, you know, I think, I don't know if I had talked to you about this, but last summer, our family got in our RV and we drove up the West Coast and into Oregon. And we, we went with the blessing of, you know, and the support of Tactics Board Shops in, <clears throat> in Oregon, uh, you know, Exposure Skate, the, the larger nonprofit that Skate Rising is now the youth program of, um, as well as other sponsors. And we held uh, six events in different cities up the West Coast focused on feeding the need of the homeless, encouraging girls to commit to kindness by signing kindness contracts. Um, and then they took part in the skateboarding clinics. And on the last day of that, we held an international day of service where we ha held six events around the world on the same day focused on the same goals. So another way essentially to um, support is just you know, getting out in your community, helping others. And if you see a need for something like Skate Rising there, or you have, you know, yourself or young girls that may be more interested in getting involved on a on the ground community style level, you know, reach out to me. I'm always happy to to support in, in any way that I can to have other people have the same opportunities, similar opportunities. And, you know, who's to say that next year we we don't end up, you know, doing a a tour across the United States and maybe there's cities that we don't even know would benefit from this, but they would. Um, so, you know, out of the box ideas are some of the best <laughs> getting yeah. creative, thinking about it, you know, that empowerment, you know, are there girls in your community that need, you know, you see a need for that empowerment and that self-confidence and that compassion. Yeah. You know, yeah. happy to help. Um, oh, I'm excited. The wheels are already turning of how we can help bring you guys out here um, into the East Coast in general. Um, so, you know, Callie, a couple more questions for you from kind of like more an operational bigger picture um, on how you would encourage individuals. Um, this is something that I always love to chat about um, with women that are strong and established in the community is kind of approaching it from the beginner's perspective, where pull up to the skate park by yourself you have your your deck that maybe you didn't even get at a skate shop you got it on amazon or you got it at play it against sports or you know like wherever and you've watched some youtube videos you're brand new you roll up and it's a bunch of dudes and you don't want to get out of that car and you have no skill set and so you're kind of running through the what ifs and kind of the that fear starting point of they're going to make fun of me or it's going to be hard or it's, I'm not going to be good at this. And they don't have the benefit of that community or a Cali who's coaching them up and encouraging them. And it's just them in that skate park feeling alone. Um, tell me how you would encourage that person or kind of where, like, where would you start with someone like that? Um, you know, there is a way of teaching and, and thinking called growth mindset. And it's essentially the thought of, you know, we learn through trial and error, you know, so, you know, I can't do it yet. We change what we say to, I may not know how to do this yet, but the more that I practice, I, I fall and I try again, I learn how to. So, you know, that fear, we have it with so many different things, whether it's the skate park or, you know, whether it's just trying anything new, that fear will be there sometimes. but it's 
us and each of us alone that that have that choice to make of well I can sit here and stay where I am at or I can push forward and try anyways because what's the worst that could happen there's a a quote that I I love and I don't know who said it so I'm sorry but it um, <laughs> there's no there's no growth in a comfort zone and there's no comfort in a growth zone. So essentially when you're not comfortable, that's when you're growing, you know, and yeah, there's, I get uncomfortable all the time with things that I do, but reframing that to be a positive and a way to almost push me to do more and push me to try harder um, has been a, a great, a great thing for myself. And I think for my kids, just reframing it to not be a negative when you're trying something new, but, and not even be a negative when you're afraid, but using that to push you to try harder and do it anyways, because what's the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. Amen. Take my church, take my church, Callie. <laughs> um. Yeah, Kelly, this was so great. I'm just so stoked about all the stuff that you and Matt are doing out there and just everything that you're building. And um, as I mentioned at the beginning, guys, this is just the beginning of hearing about Kelly and Skate Rising and what her and her amazing family are up to there. Um, and I am just so stoked uh, to see how this project continues to grow and evolve and how we can support you from over here in Ohio and do some events together. Um, before we sign off for today, uh, again, these are going to be in the, in the show notes, but Callie run through all of the ways people can find you from Instagram websites, all that good stuff. Okay. So to find our family, essentially we are mostly on Instagram, um, under the Kelsays, T-H-E-K-E-L-S-A-Y-S. And you know, that just shows our surf skate adventure lifestyle as well as urban farming and and many other adventurous style things, as well as service. So um, we show a lot of just who we are and how we do things for the, the main purpose of offering people the opportunity to see that you can. You can live an alternative lifestyle and have it be positive and um, supportive to others. You can be who, who, however you want to be. And there isn't a perfect way to raise a family. And sorry for the tangent, but I even had our dear friend that we made through social media um, in Ireland sent me a message maybe um, nine months ago where he essentially said, I never wanted kids. And then I saw the way that your family lives. And I realized that I do want kids because I can, I can raise them however I want to. And that to me totally made me cry because, you know, if nothing else, I just hope that that you know, through things like social media, people can see the opportunities for them to do things differently or to be confident and comfortable in who they are. And they don't have to fit any mold because there isn't really a box to fit in. We get to be whoever we want to. So essentially, you know, on Instagram, that's how you can find our family. Skate Rising is you know, exactly how it sounds on Instagram as well, Skate Rising. And then um, our family's on Facebook as well, just much less under the Kelsays as well. And, you know, I'm starting to blog more and do more of that kind of stuff, as well as working with businesses here in the community to highlight special things that they have going on. And that's the So really it's just 
we're under the Kelsey's wherever, <laughs> wherever you want to go. Um, yeah. And so guys check the show notes for that. Um, we're going to have this all up on the keeper wild HQ page as well. And we're just so stoked to see you guys the end of July, uh, check out the bull, check out the family check out skate rising and, uh, and just see it all in action. So Callie, thank you so much for being here giving us some of this time. Thank you for all of the work that you're doing because it's just so important and so needed. Thank you so much for the opportunity to shine light on this and, and for who you are. I admire and appreciate you so very much. You're, you're an awesome person and awesome human. So I can't wait to have you out here. It's going to be awesome. All right. Well, thanks girl.